smell what the rock is cooking. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rock Starring, uh, where we discuss the movies and occasionally other things starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, today we're covering Snitch, and we're going to say a couple of things up front about it, because frankly we don't have a lot positive to say about the movie, which is not a commentary on the film. It's so, not a bad, bad movie. Film. First off, I want to clarify, according to the documentary and everybody involved, they all seem to be really passionate about this, and I do not want to discredit anyone's efforts. If you really, really, really put your work into this film, I am very happy for you. Yeah. Two, this movie isn't bad, as Megan mentioned. If it, you this was a straight-to-streaming movie right now, I would say it's above average. <laughs> yeah. But it isn't stellar. And three, and probably the most important aspect, is that the discussion topic in this movie, mandatory minimums, are a horrible thing that needs to be fixed. But it also felt like a background thing in this movie. Well, it felt like the first third of the film was all about that, and the second and third act were basically disconnected from it. Yeah. Felt like the first act was a bit of a PSA about mandatory minimums and how bad they are. Felt and like I'm so third dare again. And they absolutely are terrible, but still. Yeah. Alright, so I want to preface that. This movie is not bad, and this movie does not deserve hate, but it didn't really grab us. So it's And as ADD people, it's really hard for us to pay attention to something that doesn't grab us. So, And the discussion topic is something worth discussing in a lot yeah. more films, not just this one. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so today we discussed 2013's Snitch, yep. uh, which is based on a true story. I don't know how accurate... It is to the depiction of the story because they kept saying that it was real, but I'm like, but what parts of it were real? Well, in answer to your question, based on this is apparently based on a, do a section, a snippet of a documentary called Snitch by Frontline, yeah. and uh, from what I can tell, based on the making of feature that we watched, yeah, this is pro the the documentary. The only accurate parts are probably John Matthews, Dwayne Johnson's character's marital status that he was married to someone, had a kid, then divorced that someone, and had another kid with another another wife, and it's the son from the first relationship. That's the I think that's true, and the fact that he went on he went to a what was a district attorney or district prosecutor yeah. to convince them to let him get info on the drug cartels to get a reduced sentence for his son. Yeah. Those elements, I'm guessing, are true. The rest of it is probably very much open to interpretation. Yeah. Um, although I'm guessing it's more accurate than his version of Walking Tall was. No. Uh, which, by the way, we should comment, this is the third based on a real events movie that he's done. The yeah. first was the remake of The Walking Tall, which, again, was probably the least accurate. And not very... Good. No, and then I think I think Gridiron Gang came after Walking Tall, and that was amazing. Yeah. And then the third, this is the third. Yeah. And I think there's at least one more he's going to be in that's technically based on true events, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So yeah, we have um, we have a, a movie starring uh, Dwayne Johnson as John Matthews, another completely generic named character that he <laughs> plays. I swear, Matthias is the most interesting name he's ever he's had as a character, yeah. and that was Scorpion King. And he only gets it once. The the name passes on to like three other actors who continue the Scorpion King franchise to this mm -hmm. day. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 story is like Megan said. It's it's not phenomenal. I, I hate to sound so negative because when we were watching it, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't that engaging. Yeah, it's just like okay, you, it's one of those movies where it just like. They did everything right. It was shot well enough. It had a well a good enough acting. Actually, there was some phenomenal acting even mm -hmm. in it. Uh, the writing was okay. The editing was pretty okay. We didn't Music like was the, fine. We didn't like the use of steady cam. There was a, I mean, shaky cam. There was yeah. a lot of shaky cam in this movie. But, but aside it from wasn't, that, it wasn't. It wasn't the most obnoxious shaky cam we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But like, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, like I said, if this was a straight-to-streaming movie made now that like, popped up on like Netflix or Hulu, I'd say it's above average. And it seems so long. It really does. It's an hour and, what, 49, 51 minutes? 51 minutes, 51 including minutes. credits. Including credits, so about an hour and 46, 47 without them. 
And uh, it feels it feels, it feels like a two-hour movie at least. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first of all, we should talk about that. We got to see some trailers from back in the day. First of all, we got one of them. We were happy to see was Warm Bodies because we both really liked that movie. That movie had that was that one's got a good a, a, a great place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprisingly better film than it had any right to be. Yeah, uh, and then. What was the other trailer we we saw? Like um, we saw an Alex Cross trailer, which we'd never. Both of our mothers have read the Alex Cross books, and neither of them knew that there's a movie, as far as I'm aware. So, so probably, probably wasn't not great. very good. Uh, it looked okay, and then it there was starred Tyler Perry. So that that's a miss. Or then there a was hit. A, yeah. hit or miss. We'll see. Then there was a trailer for Close to High, Not to Kill, or something like that. Yeah, it, it was. Very weird name. It starred Henry Cavill, Superman, and yeah. Bruce Willis, uh, John McClane, yeah. as his father. And apparently John McClane was like an F undercover FBI agent or something like that, and he worked with Sigourney Weaver, but betrayed her? Or she betrayed him? Or or so, we didn't see like enough. It, it looked interesting enough, but based on the fact that I've never heard of it, even though it has Sigourney Weaver, Henry Cavill, and Bruce Willis in it, I'm yeah. guessing it's not a very popular movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there was a trailer for something else. We were like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie being out, but we didn't, I, I don't Oh, uh, now, can, can you see me now? Oh, yeah, can you see me now? Or Which, now, yeah, now, now you can see me, me or something, something like, that. like that. It was the magician Robbery, heist movie. Yeah, it was magician heist movie. Neither of us have actually seen the movie, but we both heard it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a PSA for... The, basically the project that they mentioned throughout this movie. Well, no, it, it's, yeah. it was like Keep Talk or something like that. It was a specific program yeah. that was specifically about helping... At-risk at youths. And kids who had been in prison for yeah. minor drug charges that were there for 10 plus years. Uh, and then uh, there was a very comedic commercial after that because it was a guy just talking about his life and that he went into the system and it nearly ruined him and he's been trying to help people. Yeah, and then uh, they have this jarring... It's jarring comedic... It, it almost looked like a PragerU kind of commercial about... The, it was so sarcastic. Yeah, about the, the idea that you, you know, if you want to go to prison, just start selling drugs. Like I couldn't tell... Honestly, if it came down on the side of mandatory minimums are wrong, or any kid experimenting with drugs is wrong. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it was one of those compromised kind of commercials, but yeah. it, the problem is that, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say it's the kid's fault they end up in te- in prison for 10 years, and then say, but a kid ending up in prison for 10 years is wrong. Like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> uh, so, the, the movie opens... Uh, and we get um, Dwayne Johnson's son's character. Yeah. He's on a Skype call. Which, <laughs> Skype is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> now. But we got, he gets a Skype call with a kid named Craig, uh, and he's, Craig's trying to convince him to accept uh, some, we found out, ecstasy pills. Yeah. When they arrive, and um, he's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to accept that, I'm not going to get involved. He goes, come on, man, I'll be there in a few days. And, um, he basically says no, but closes his laptop because his mom arrives before he can clarify no. Yeah. The kid still sends them. Uh, then we get Dwayne Johnson, who's running a construction company. Uh, and then he, we find out he's... Uh, he goes home to his second wife mm-hmm. uh, after meeting John... I think it's John Berthenol. Is that his name? The guy who plays Punisher, or played Punisher in the Netflix series. And yeah, I remember him from Walking Dead. Well, yeah. Because I've never seen the Punisher show. He's great in the Punisher show. And the cameo he has in Daredevil. Uh, Yeah, John Bernthal. uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, But he's, he's like, trying to throw some pallets. Like, a pallet broke, and he's trying to put it away, and Dwayne Johnson helps him. And this is, like, his first real conversation with this guy, even though he's had him working for him for, like, three weeks. Uh, There's also a conversation about how Dwayne Johnson's rolling the dice on getting new trucks because he wants to get them off the lease yeah. and just buy them outright. Yeah. And the guy's will like, save him money in the long we'll run. Save him money and the guy's like, well, I think on the, we don't hear the other side of the conversation, but the implication is that this is a risky venture to just buy the trucks. Yeah. They don't know if they have the liquidity for it, which I think is supposed to tie in later when he's pretending to be undercover. He's pretending to be a guy desperate because he thinks he's going to lose business money. is desperate. Remember, this was filmed in, this was released in 2013, shot in 2012, which would have been like around the tail end of the, uh, uh, home ownership crash the, the, the banks caused by taking... Yeah, the um, first uh, 
recession. Yeah, because this was around. This was during uh, Obama's first term. Term and like it continued down. It was already going down before he took office, but it continued down to like the end of his first year. Yeah, and then it started climbing up. It didn't really get out of it until the back end of his like fourth year. Yeah. So it, they would have been filming and writing this when it, the the economy was still looking wonky at best. Yeah, I mean we had another one again, but you know that's. Yeah. Ooh. The discussion for another time. Well, let's not get into that. So anyway, in in this, um, Dwayne Johnson he helps John Bernthal put his stuff up, and then he goes home uh, because Izzy, his second daughter, his daughter, his second child, is having her birthday party. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut back to um, his son, who's living with his ex-wife, and sh he gets a package in the mail. He knows it's from Craig. He signs for it. And then he cuts it open, and the whole time you were screaming in your head, like, don't, 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 don't open it. Don't open it. If he didn't open it, he could have at least argued he didn't know what it was. He was just holding it for somebody else. Yeah, his friend sent him a package. He didn't tell him what it was. He, could. But no, the moment he opened it, it was over. Mm-hmm. So he opens it, and inside there's a shit ton of ecstasy pills, like a full baggie. Yeah. And underneath the baggie is a very obvious tracking device, and then we hear the DEA breaking in. And he decides to run, which... Good one. Yeah, I, I gotta say, for the record, I understand he's a kid, and this is a fight-or-flight situation, but in, if you're ever in a similar situation where you're just a normal, everyday kid, don't run. It not only does it the kind of thing that the news organizations will plaster everywhere to make the jury think that you're an asshole, it also is the kind of thing, like, where was he going to go? He's living at home with his mom. He, yeah. All of his money and resources are back in the house. He had nowhere else to run to. No. Uh, so just, they were going to capture him no matter what, or he was going to end up on the streets. Or shot. Or shot. So uh, he gets captured. And then we get, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson's at the party, he's at, cooking at the barbecue, and then he gets a call from his ex-wife, and he thinks that it's just her calling inappropriately, so he asks, you know, can you call me back? And then, wait, what? And then we get him at the station, and it turns out that his son, Jason? Jason. Was uh, captured and is being imprisoned as a drug dealer. Yeah. And then the, the lawyer... Uh, Dwayne Johnson calls a lawyer, and she gets angry at him, like, yeah, because you can afford one. And I, I want to clarify, I understand her anger. She's a single mom, and from her perspective, her husband be became obsessed with work, turned his back on his family, and then broke it off and moved into a much bigger house with a, young, with a let's be honest, younger, or at least younger-looking wife, and had a second kid. Yeah. So I get why she's upset. But... It's not his fault he's successful in the sense that it's not like it's not like he took money from her to be rich, from what we can tell. So that was that was a little like eh. yeah, and then like they talk about how like later on in the movie they're like we're living in our crappy house, and I'm like the house is better than most of the places I've lived. Yeah, same here. I mean, granted, this was 2012. Things hadn't completely turned to shit yet. Yeah, there so, was still somewhat of a middle class. Mm -hmm. So. uh the the lawyer shows up and explains very clearly to the audience what mandatory minimums are yeah. and why they suck and they do mm -hmm. and basically Craig uh, Jason's friend who sent him the ecstasy got captured trying to mail it and he cut a deal that he would rev that he would turn in another person but the only other person he had was Jason so he with the DEA's help mailed him that big bag of ecstasy. Which we pointed out is basically entrapment. Yeah, because the, the idea is that uh, mandatory minimums are based, they say in the episode, in the movie, on how much of the drug you have on you when you are caught. And if that's the case, then the amount of drugs they mailed him and the fact they came in literally once the box was open yeah. says that the only amount, like the, the, the entirety of the drugs are there because the DEA gave it to him. Yeah, they allowed that amount through. They didn't just allow it. They dict I'm sure they dictated how much was to be mailed. Yeah. Now, it's probably the exact same amount Craig was going to mail anyway. Yeah. But Craig never told him, as on the, the Skype call, as far as I could tell, how much he was going to mail. Even if he did, the kid would have no understanding of it. He's just a suburban or lower middle class, upper middle, lower class, whatever you want to put it, kid. Yeah. He's on his way to college in a year. He doesn't know. This is about. This is experimental phase, not. I want to be a drug dealer professionally phase. No. And that's the argument put forth in the uh, in the movie about why mandatory minimums are bad, and they are, is because 
you it's supposed to be to get the big kingpins to flip on each other because if you have a mandatory minimum for a middle management guy the only way he can lower his sentence is by turning on the bigger guys but in practice mainly because they won't be able to say well, they threw a drug dealer in prison on the news or for their re-election campaigns as we'll talk about in a minute with Susan Sarandon's character they tend to capture just low-level street kids that really are just breaking into this have done nothing violent and use it against them because it looks good in paper and then all of a sudden they, and the ones that they capture are more little fish not just little fish and yeah. often they've done this is might be their first time ever yeah doing it and this shows how the war on drugs did yeah, and the problem is that when you take someone who is experimenting with doing something bad, but is just experimenting with it, and then throw them in prison, they're not going to have any other choice but to do bad things to survive in there. They're literally like, just going to become criminals. Worse. Yeah, they're going to become worse when yeah. they're in there. At least that's what all the evidence I've because seen Because our, our fucking criminal justice system is fucking broken. Yeah, but... Sorry for all the explicit language but it's true it's true but anyway we uh so they explain this to dwayne johnson and dwayne johnson tries to they, they, him and his ex-wife have a conversation with jason about how you need to turn on someone and he says the only person i know was craig and you already got craig and he goes well and then the D, the the lawyer's like well would you be willing to do you know anybody in your school who'd be interested in buying drugs basically pushing him to set someone up just to the same entrapment thing yeah. that they lower, did last time. Yeah, that they did to him to lower that would lower his his uh, his time. Mm -hmm. And they said, look, if you don't go for this, they could go as high as thirty. Mandatory minimum means that you have to be in for ten. They could push it as high as thirty, which means you'd be in here till you're almost fifty. And the kid won't flip on someone else. He won't intentionally put someone else in prison just, just because to save himself. To save himself. And Dwayne Johnson is, at least in this first section, kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. I get the point of why, but I, I and I want to point out, Dwayne Johnson was great through the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He, he was really good in this yeah, film. he did a really good job. I think he was one of the best actors in it. I don't think anybody delivered a bad performance. No, but no. But he was definitely the most impressive because, yeah. as we'll comment, I almost forgot this was Dwayne Johnson through most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which has only happened a couple of other times in Gridiron Gang and Faster. In both those cases, I wasn't like, that's Dwayne Johnson playing a character. I'm like, holy shit, uh, that was Dwayne that's Johnson. That's a character that, well, played holy, by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, well, no, I was like, holy shit. Oh, that's right, Dwayne Johnson's playing this movie, this character, isn't it? I completely mm -hmm. forgot. They disappeared. He disappeared yeah. into that role. Yes. Uh, and this is one of the few that he did, which is saying something, because the other two movies I would consider two of his best, and I would not consider this a great movie. Yeah. But he was great in it. Yeah, like I said, the performances aren't bad. It's just it wasn't very a very compelling movie. It didn't grip you the way a movie like this should. No. So anyway, um, uh, so so Dwayne Johnson goes calls in some favors because he is a fairly well off guy. We see his house, and it's a as as the documentary on the thing calls it a McMansion, and it is. It's yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous and huge. Yes, <laughs> has a freaking pool. Uh, so. He uh, he calls in a few favors and eventually gets uh, a, a meeting with the district prosecutor. Dwayne Johnson goes to Susan Sarandon, who's the district prosecutor, and he explains the situation, and she basically says, look, I believe in the mandatory minimum laws, and the law says that there are no extenuating circumstances unless he turns on someone else. So, basically, fuck off. That's <laughs> more or less what she's saying. Yeah. And he says, what if I did it? What if I found you somebody that you could turn on? Would you lower his sentence then? And she says, that's not how the law works. And he goes, well, would you do it? And she says, look, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I got something else to do. Basically, she can't stand the idea of actually discussing with this guy the consequences of the law she's enforcing, which felt so accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so real. Oh, my God. Um. And then Dwayne Johnson literally goes and checks Wikipedia on what drugs <laughs> are. What sentences and drugs are. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was legitimately funny. Uh, I get what the idea was that he's someone who is that outside the circle. 
But it was still pretty funny to and see to see them literally pull up a Wikipedia page and just start reading. And then there's literally a moment where he's like, Good evening, fellow drug dealers. I want some drug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the idea is that he takes his truck, drives into the, the questionable part of town, and pulls up to someone who looks like a uh, drug dealer and says, the drug dealer's like, what do you want? And he goes, Coke. <laughs> like, just the... the so blatant, like coke. It's like clearly he's doing this. Yeah, he got well. He they, they assume I think that he's a he's a cop or a narc or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, they basically call him, you know, on it, and he says, "Look, I just tell me where to go to get it." Then, and they say, "Hey, money makes you know money, money talks." Money talks. So he pulls out his cash roll, which you should never do. No. Uh, and he gets grabbed and pulled out of the car, and then he's, yeah, he starts to fight back, and he gets hit in the back with a pipe, and then they're about to steal his car, they steal his wallet, they're about to put a bullet in the back of his head, and then the cops roll up and save him. And then he gets out of prison by talking to, by dropping Susan Sarandon's character's name. Yeah. And uh, she goes, you're not going to drop this, are you? And he says, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, look. And then he, she says in front of, uh, like he goes, obviously my first plan didn't work, and I'm like, so underselling no it. Oh shit, potty. Uh, so she, he goes, look, I'll, I'll make. She goes, all right, I'll tell you what. If you get me somebody of substance, I will lo- lessen the uh, the crump on your your uh, your guy, on your son. And she goes, how exactly are you going to do it? And he goes, well, I got some people at my job that were ex-cons. Maybe one of them has an in. And she goes, how are you going to talk them into it? You're their boss. And he goes, let me worry about that. So then we see him going through the applications for work, you know, and you have to list if you have any felonies. Yeah. He finds one that has a drug conviction, which is John Bernthal's character. Yes. And he picks, drives over, picks up John Bernthal early before he goes to work and then takes him out to a meal and John Bernthal is being really nice like he's like I really appreciate the job I really needed it I'm really grateful and then Dwayne Johnson drops the the bomb on him that look I want you to make an introduction with some bad guys I'll pay you 10 grand for it and then John Bernthal's like I could have I could lose I'm on my second strike I'm on my you know I have one more strike before they put me away for life <laughs> I have a wife he doesn't say he has a son, but, you know, he's, I've got people I love, basically. I'm not going to risk that. Just talking to you is called conspiracy, and it would get me thrown in prison forever. Yeah. And then Dwayne Johnson ups it to 20000 Uh And honestly, I'm actually shocked John Bernthal's character went back and talked to him later, because I would have been deeply offended if I were him, that just another ten grand would fix this. Um, yeah. But, okay, he goes. John Bernthal goes home. We get a chance to see his home life. Apparently he lives in a pretty shitty neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and yet it's better than the one he apparently was living in before. Yeah. And uh, he was apparently a shot caller on the East Coast, which I'm guessing means he was fairly high placed. And uh, probably like an enforcer or something like maybe. that. Maybe. Uh, but he gets he goes upstairs, talks to his wife and his son. Uh, and then I guess the impl- his wife is being called in last minute to her job at night. Because someone canceled. I'm guessing, based on her outfit, that she was a, a, a waitress. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you can't have... He can't just call you in in the middle of the night. And she goes, yes, I, he can if I want to keep my job. He can do whatever he wants. And I guess that's supposed to be the thing that pushes John Bernthal to be willing to do this for 20 grand. But I hate to break it to you, 20 grand would not solve their financial issues. She would still have to have a job. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. twenty grand isn't set isn't going to set you up for life. Um, even in twenty twelve money, it wouldn't set you up for life. Mm-mm. Yeah, twenty grand would not set you up for life. But I guess any any amount of money is better than nothing. So he goes to Dwayne Johnson. He says, "Look, I'll make an introduction, but you got to play it my way." They drive into a bad part of town, pull up on what would look like like grandma's house. Like it didn't look like a. A drug den. It looked like someone's just actual home, which I guess was the point. It is a trap house. Yeah, and then um, they go inside and meet Malik. Malik was really scary. Like, yeah, he really, actually terrified me. He did a really good job of being very clearly a guy who has lived 
in this world so long that there's almost nothing left of a, a normal human being in him. Like, he's not insane, but he is adapted to this world. And uh, it's pretty pretty harsh. Uh, there's a moment where you know he goes, John Bernthal says, I gotta go in and talk to him first, because if you go in, you, they're probably gonna kill you. And so he goes in, he talks to him, he says, and basically uh, Malik is, apparently has a history with John Bernthal's character, which he calls, what was his nickname for him? Uh... The Cruiser? Yeah, Cruz. Cruz. Um, and he says, um, you know, uh, are you back in the game? And he goes, no, it's just a one-time thing. Yeah, sure. I can tell what a man's doing. You're, you're getting back in the game, basically. So then Dwayne Johnson gets escorted in and sits down. And as soon as he sits down, Malik, you know, he leans forward and starts talking. And Malik just pulls a gun and points it right at his forehead. And, and immediately, uh, Dwayne Johnson, like, lifts his arms up and looks all, diff like, like, sheepish. And uh, Malik's like, that is exactly the response I wanted. Because if you were a cop, that's this is very clearly the first time you've ever had, ever had a gun pointed at your head, basically. Mm -hmm. So, and then he decides to discuss terms with him, and Dwayne Johnson says, look, I don't have product, I don't have distribution. But what I do have is transportation. And he lays out very clearly that you could, that, you know, his trucks can support up to a half ton of excess. Yeah. They have to go to weigh stations, but the weighs are out off, off all the time. All they do is move the cargo around, make sure you bury the drugs or whatever at the bottom. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a big deal. A big deal. And even if any, the cops did happen to find anything, it would only be the driver that'd be held accountable, not the the fleet company. They'd still get their truck back. Yeah. So they get a lot moved in a very brief period, and they would be able to, you know, it, it's it's a trust thing. And Malik likes this well enough. He makes a, a deal that him and Cruz are going to, John Bernthal's character, are going, which I think is Daniel is his first name. Yeah, Daniel. Is going to have to go down to uh, this place and drop it off near the Mexican border. Uh, and, you know, they're just going to drop, basically a, a trial run. Uh, it's what would fit in two bags of cement. Take it down, drop it off, grab the money, drive back, give it back to Malik, and we're all set. And as soon as that's been done, uh, during this, uh, Dwayne Johnson had a recorder going in his pocket, yeah. and he takes it to Susan Sarandon's character, he plays it, she's blown away that he's managed to get this much progress this quickly. He says something I really like, which is, I thought of it as a businessman. What do I have that they can use? And the moment he got that, he knew his in. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the guy from uh, Battlefield Earth is in this movie. <laughs> this, <laughs> the, the, the human, not John Travolta, the human that that leads the resistance. Yeah, I think he's that called a greener weird. in the film. Yeah, uh, I, I like him as an actor. I, I think he's very committed to his roles, uh, but he reminds me a bit of Ryan Gosling in the sense mm -hmm. that he just fully commits to unique characters he wants to play. Yeah, uh, but he's he's in this movie playing an F, F, DEA, a DEA DEA agent who's working directly for the prosecutor, uh, Susan Sarandon's character. And she says, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you can get me Malik, you know, evidence of the drugs that he's spying and selling, an actual deal, I will f knock your son's sentence down. And, and Dwayne Johnson's like, yeah, well, Dwayne Johnson, how long? She goes, I give you a year. I can't let him get away with nothing. Yeah. And she go, he goes, though I should make it clear when I say that, it sounds like I'm saying she's trying to be as reasonable as possible. She's not. She no, doesn't she's give sarcastic about this. She doesn't think he's going to pull through this. Not only that, she doesn't think this, even if he does, she doesn't think his son deserves a second chance. She doesn't think, she, Jason, as far as she's concerned, remember Jason's name. No, Jason, she calls him, like, Jake. Jake at some point. Yeah, Jason, as far as she's concerned, Jason screwed up. And he deserves to spend the rest of his life and paying than, for it. Yeah, and more than likely in her head, he would have been in prison anyways for something else later yeah, on. Yeah, Jason isn't a bad kid. He just wanted to experiment with ecstasy. He's 17. <laughs> My Most, parents did so much worse. <laughs> well, not only that, <laughs> it's... Okay, We sh minor PSA about drugs. Drugs are a problem, and they do need to be dealt with. Uh, but the dare... Mandatory minimums bullshit of war on drugs has not worked. It is not working. No. The fact of the matter is there are people who can take a drug, almost any drug, and who can recover from it fine and have that experience and move on with their lives. And there are people who are addicted to it. The fact of the matter is 
you need help for the people who are addicted to it, not yeah. to punish the people who just want to try it. Yeah. You, everybody, humanity is about experimentation and growth. You can't know what you are without trying things. Mm. Um, and that's my little PSA. And then, for the record, as someone who has never done any drugs. No. Uh, neither Megan nor I have ever participated in any drugs. No, but and I don't, I don't particularly care for them. No, so. it's not something either of us are drawn that much to, but the fact of the matter is we both have had friends who have, and I wouldn't want to see them in prison for having engaged in some experimentation of that type. No. It's not fair. Uh, so Susan Sarandon's character basically signs off on this. Uh, Dwayne Johnson goes and gets... Uh, the the drugs. Yeah. Him and John Bernthal start driving down south. It's actually a really good scene overall, the, the truck scene. Yeah. That was really good. You mean in the, the junkyard? Yeah, in the junkyard. Yeah, I was about to say that. They get down to where they're supposed to, yeah. pull into a junkyard. It's very tense because yeah. El Topo is there. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about him more in a little bit. But El Topo is there, but he's not in the junkyard. It's just his men. Yeah. And you're really not sure if he's just going to have his men gun them all down and take the product. No. But they don't. They, you know, they take them. They, they get the cement bags. They cut them open. They get the, the product. They load the money in the product bags that they just emptied. They, Dwayne Johnson and John Bernthal put them back in the truck. They're about to leave. When I guess a rival gang yeah, showed up. Yeah, a rival gang showed up. They're not sure who, but... Yeah, and, and they started like having a, a minor war. Yeah. And uh, while El Topo's men is firing at the... can't remember the name of the other gang. Mm -hmm. They... Uh, they John... Uh, Dwayne Johnson's character of John... Yeah. Backs the truck out safely and gets it out of there, driving off out one of the side doors. Unfortunately, yeah. while he's doing that, he accidentally hits. I should mention. I should mention the DEA have wired his truck for sound, and they have also had someone tracking him. Yeah. And while he pulls out, he accidentally hits that car yeah. of the tracker guy, so they can't follow him. No. So they start heading. John Bernthal and Dwayne Johnson drive back. Uh, the DEA has also wired his. Um, building for sound yeah. so they can they can hear Malik but Malik changes at the last second where they're going to meet yes uh, and Dwayne Johnson makes a phone call he pretends he's going to go take a leak he makes a phone call John Bernthal's character Daniel sees that he made a phone call but not who to and then he basically puts a gun at Dwayne Johnson's head and demands to know who he called and Dwayne Johnson says I called my wife and he goes why'd you call your wife from this place you had your cell phone in the car he goes I wanted my uh, my ID the caller ID to say I was calling from this location so she thinks I'm here working late. Yeah. And I guess that's good enough for John Bernthal. I, I honestly don't know if he would have killed Dwayne Johnson. He's trying to get out of this world. Yeah. Um, but in any event, uh, the two of them drive off to Malik's. There's, uh, to meet Malik, there's no... The, the call Dwayne Johnson made was to the DEA to let him know where he was going. Uh, th so there's a bunch of DEA around this, I guess, field... Uh, this playground area where they're they're meeting because it looks like a big field with a fence around it. Yeah. Uh, they Dwayne Johnson and John Bernthal give the the, the money over. Uh, they get their cut. Uh, no, not the money, the drugs. They give the drugs over. They get their money and the cut. And uh, Malik makes Dwayne Johnson try some of the product, yeah. which. I liked, but at the same time, I'm not really sure why like, he did it. There's no real consequences to this. No, later. it's not like Dwayne Johnson becomes addicted late. I, I okay, I'm not looking forward to rewatching it. But one of the because I'm not one of those people who thinks it was actually a very good movie. At least not the first time I saw it. Yeah. This is the other one that's based on a true story. Pain and Gain. Oh uh, yeah, I actually know the true story. I didn't know about the movie. Pain and Gain uh, is. We'll be getting to that one not too long from now, actually. Yeah. Uh, I saw it once. I didn't think it was as brilliant as everyone else does, or a lot of other people I've seen on YouTube do. But one thing I will admit was hilarious was Dwayne Johnson in it, because he plays a he basically he plays a repentant guy that doesn't want to be a part of that life anymore, because he used to be like a drug dealer and a drug addict, and then he gets caught up with these other bodybuilder guys who want to rob somebody, and he just starts getting more and more into drugs and stuff to the point like his face is covered in cocaine powder. And I was <laughs> flashing back to that like, this is how it started. <laughs> this one little moment when Malik made him sniff cocaine. <laughs> um, so they, they go home. Uh, the DEA had the chance to take Malik down. They had full evidence that Malik had taken the money. And they had visual. Visuals. They had, they had tons of evidence. Yeah. And they didn't do anything. They had and the 
fucking drugs. Yeah, and they didn't do anything, and it really pissed Dwayne Johnson off. Like, he literally uh, confronts the DEA guy and Susan Sarandon, like, in public, outside of a, what, Baptist church or something like that? Yeah, the first Baptist church. Fuck them. <laughs> and uh, the two of them... Uh, he argues with them in full view of the public, and they basically explain. She at the the meeting, Malik said that the head honcho essentially really wants to meet you. So the DEA guy decided not to take Malik down because it would ruin his chances of getting a higher guy up the reins. Yeah. But he didn't tell Susan Sarandon. She backs him in this fight that he made the right call. You always go for the bigger fish. But as soon as Dwayne Johnson's character walks away... She's like, why didn't you go after Malik? This is... He was right there. You had all the evidence you needed. Um, So we we get on... The next sequence, I think, is um, Dwayne Johnson going to... The prison to talk. Uh, this is after his son is attacked, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and his son's. It. By the way, all the scenes where Dwayne Johnson is. We're, we're skipping a lot of them, but all the scenes where Dwayne Johnson is sitting. Visiting in, his son. Yeah, visiting his son in the visitor's room where they got that glass between them is great. The yeah. kid, the guy they got to play Dwayne Johnson's kid, did a really good job. Yeah. Like I said, no bad performances in this movie. No. Um, so he was apparently attacked off screen cut so deep that he needed 36 stitches. He's going to spend the next two days in the infirmary and there's no way for his mother or Dwayne Johnson to meet him. No. Uh, and then, but John Bernthal saw him leaving, so he follows him and then realizes that he's here. He's got somebody inside, inside which means he's an inform. He's got, the, the, the government has leverage over him, which means he's probably an informant. Yeah. And John Bernthal's character vouched for him. Yeah, which so, means he's just as much in mu- just as much trouble as. Yeah, they're both basically guilty uh, in the the mob and cartels' eyes. And John Bernthal looks like he's okay. One problem I will say: no bad performances in this movie, but a lot of the performances were underperformed. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of moments when some people were calmer than they should have been. In yeah, this movie. given just how uh, how dangerous this is supposed to be. It's okay. Every one of the reasons that, that Dwayne Johnson kind of disappeared in this part for me was John Dwayne Johnson. They mentioned this in the doc in the making of documentary. Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. is a huge man, and part of the reason they want him in this role is to give the idea that it doesn't matter how big and strong or intimidating you might look in the drug world. You're helpless. You're helpless. He can get his ass kicked by a bunch of punks with pipes. He yeah. can easily get shot in the head. Yeah. At any point. He has almost no power over anybody, including the guys who are ostensibly supposed to be on his side as a law-abiding citizen, Susan Sarandon and the DEA guy. Yeah. He has no leverage or anything over them. He is a pawn trapped in the middle of all these powerhouses. Yes. And the 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 reason I that the fact that I was so worried for him, knowing it was Dwayne Johnson's physique, spoke to just how far he managed to disappear into that character. I yeah. never thought for a second he was going to be able to get out of this by like doing a rock bottom. No. But but in the conversations when he should where they should have lay, they, the people should have been genuinely terrified and screaming because they're so afraid of yeah. what they've gotten themselves into, a lot of those scenes, not all, but yeah. a lot of those scenes were underplayed in my opinion, which lowered the overall tension. Yeah. Well, if you're not that concerned, why should I? <laughs> what should I? Be? I mean, let me just say a special shout out to the guy who the the the, the lady who played Daniel's wife in this movie because she was excellent. Yes, uh, yeah. John Bernthal's character's wife. Yeah, I would say all the the wives did a really a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, Dwayne Johnson's wife genuinely seems to have a lot of nice loving connection to him. Yeah. That scene we'll talk about in a bit where there's the phone call where he's basically telling her, "I can't, you can't go to your sister's. You have to just find a hotel." is really heartbreaking. Yeah. And they both performed it well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so John Bernthal seems to indicate that he's going to tell the cartel about Dwayne Johnson, but he doesn't. He does, however, go back home, and that's where his wife has discovered the money bags yeah. that he brought home, which means that she knows he's back in the game, and she's really mad at him. Apparently they had a deal that if he stayed away from this life, she would stay away from the drugs. drugs. Yeah. And uh, it's implied that we don't actually see it that she, after this fight scene, which was really good, that she grabs their son and just leaves. Yeah. Um, 
And then we don't see John Bonthrell's character for quite a while. Yeah, he uh, disappears in the film. However, Dwayne Johnson goes back home and he sees uh, the Hummer that Malik's guys are driving. Mm-hmm. Goes inside, his wife is in there, she's nearly... Like, hysterical. Hysterical because these guys just broke into their house. She was... Rightfully hysterical. Yeah, and uh, Dwayne Johnson tells her to go grab their daughter who's still at school and take you guys to your sisters. Just leave. Yeah. And then they he walks out back and talks to Malik. Malik says some creepy stuff about Dwayne Johnson's wife. And then he says the big goss wants to talk to you. And they go, well, what about... What about, uh, you know, John Bernthal's character? And he says, just you. Mm-hmm. And... From Dwayne Johnson's character, he must have thought he was about to be executed because the last he saw of John Bernthal's character was he, he was had threatening. a phone yeah, and he, he was, looked like he was going to. He threaten. said, "You're a dead man. You are a dead man." Yeah. So he gets taken to, I guess, a construction warehouse or something, yeah. and he walks into the area, and there was this really—it's a chop shop. But yeah, yeah. But there's this scene. This this. I okay. No disrespect to the director either, because I can tell he really had his heart in this. And in spite of all the shaky cam, most of this movie is really well shot. But there was this obvious creepy image he wanted to build that he just did not manage to in the scene, which is uh, Dwayne Johnson walks into this one area where there's nothing but uh, uh, plastic sheeting yeah. all around him, like at, at all four sides, yeah. harkening back to like the second um, Lethal Weapon movie where, you know, the guy, you know, Han's blew a guy's head off when the plastic on sheeting on the ground. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's the only reason he got away with it. Mm-hmm. Is because, you know, all the blood ended up on that. So it's that. And and in behind those, they have these guys with, like, AKs or M16s. Like, clearly automatic weapons. Yeah, big, you can big see, weaponry. You can see their shadows of just the, him being just surrounded by all these shadows holding guns, and I can tell that are ref- that are what hitting image the plastic. You were going for. Yeah, what? Uh, but the image just wasn't there. I don't think. No. I, I could tell what it was going for. I just don't think it got there. No. Uh, and then uh, the uh, El Topo walks in, and it's played by the guy who was in Law and Order for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. I think Brett Burt or something like that is his last name. I, I don't know. I can't quite remember, but I I know I've seen him in a lot of. Like, he's always, like, a very side character in a lot of movies and stuff. Uh, Benjamin Bratt. I apologize to the actor for not getting your name right the first time. Uh, Most recent thing I think we both saw him in was Doctor Strange. He played the guy who was crippled and then went to uh, the person who taught Doctor Strange about mystical powers, and he found a way to heal his body and then just went back to living his life. Yeah. Um... He's a good actor. He mm-hmm. plays the part very well. El Topo, from what little characterization we get of him, seems very much like a businessman who doesn't believe... It's kind of a... If we were able to explore his character more, we could probably see him being a parallel to Dwayne's character here. But we don't really see him enough. No, we don't. And more importantly, but what little we get of him is that, uh, from my reading, is that he's a businessman who doesn't see the drug industry as immoral. It's just another business. Yeah. He's got military efficient efficiency and a, uh, a, a mind for business. Yeah. So this works well for him. And he basically tells Dwayne Johnson, look, I want you to, t- you're going to be one more drive tomorrow. You're going to take it. You're going to cross the border into Mexico. And when you get there, you're going to get $250,000. Yeah. And when you're with us, you're like family. I hear you have a really beautiful wife and daughter, and he lists their his their names and everything. Yeah. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson gets escorted out, and then he goes immediately back to Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. and yells at her and the DEA agent, how did they find me, how did they know this? They, they, they knew, knew my, my kids' names. names. And apparently they can hack into the FBI database. Very easily. Which is how they didn't, but apparently the DEA guy made it a point to separate uh, Jason's name from his in yeah. all the files, uh, which is good. It protects uh, him somewhat. Yeah, because Jason doesn't have the same last name. He they went back to his ex-wife's maiden name, Collins, yeah. Yeah. In, in the story. So there's no direct connection, uh, and they don't have the same address. So there's there's a some there. There's some levels there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ask, well, who was the meeting with? And he says, uh, uh, Malik called him El Topo. And the moment they say that, he says she that. Go, she runs over and closes the door. Yeah, she closes the door, and the DEA guy and hers body language completely change. Yeah. 
And uh, basically, Dwayne Johnson argues with her that he doesn't want to do this. And she says, look, one more trip. Just do this trip, and your son gets to go home. And he says, tomorrow. The moment this is done, I want my son released. Yeah. And she goes, okay, I'll give that to you. And then the DEA guy's like, can I talk to you real quick? And she goes, okay, you go you go out. And she, she says, I want El Topo, and I want the money. Yeah. Both of those, and you can he'll, he'll walk out. And Dwayne Johnson goes outside, and while she, he's outside, the DEA guy explains to Susan Sarana, you know if he goes down to Mexico, he's never coming back. Yeah. They will, this is not about, you're going to get that man killed for this. Yes. And um, there's a little extra on the deleted, deleted scenes, scene, yeah. which honestly I don't think they really needed. No. But I do like the idea that she, in the, the one element of the, the ex-deleted scene that I really like is just how Susan Sarandon clearly has justified all this as the bigger picture. Yeah. Completely ignoring the fact that... There's that people getting killed because of this. Good, innocent people. But yeah. as far as she's concerned, she doesn't yeah. care. Uh, Dwayne Johnson isn't going to vote for her. No. And he clearly, and him and his, his son is a drug dealer. So what does it matter? These people die, it's one less drain on society. Yeah. As far as she's concerned. Which is bullshit, even if they were a drain on society, and they're not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so uh, Dwayne Johnson makes the deal, goes downstairs, runs into the DA agent. He explains that this is the one part of the writing I think actually isn't that good, is no. that El Topo is apparently only going to use Dwayne Johnson's trucks to run his money across the border once. And then his, he, the DEA guy thinks he's going to kill him and burn his body up. Which doesn't make sense. No, if this truck's idea works, there's absolutely no reason not to keep doing this until it stops working. Well, I read it as, originally, as like a test run. A yeah. second test run. Yeah, because the first test run he had John Bernthal's character, and he only had a small bit of supply and yeah. money. And this his is contact test. was Malik. Yeah, and this was to see... First, they're cutting Malik out of the deal, by the way. Yeah. He works... Apparently, Dwayne Johnson now works directly for El Topo. Yeah. But the implication I got from the story, until the DEA agent relayed that, was that, yeah, this was a second test run with a much larger product or money, yeah. and that he was this was him by himself to see if one driver could do it by himself, because two is a little questionable. You don't normally have two guys driving a Mack truck. No. So to see if it was capable of being done. Also, later, like, El Topo's guys are following in cars, and I think it was also to see if that would work. That you can't, because you can't put all your money or drugs in the back of a, a semi and just trust the guy's going to make it there. Yeah. But having two people in a semi is an unusual situation. <laughs> but two people in a semi followed by half a dozen cars that are constantly keeping tabs on him, that's theoretically possible and won't draw too many eyes if you separate the cars out and... You know, have, like, guys shift in at different points along the trip. Yeah. So that's how I read it, but the DEA guy's like, no, they're pretty much going to kill you. This is just to get their money down there, and then they're going to kill you. And I'm like, uh... Doesn't make that much sense, given El Topo's characterization. But, but maybe the DEA guy was wrong. I don't know. No, I, we don't, I don't know. The, the mission isn't completed, so we don't know for sure. Um, it feels like he had already done a couple runs, and that this was, like... The fourth run. Yeah. If, if uh, El Topo was beginning to suspect him, I would see this was logical. Or if El Topo had gotten hold of a bigger shipping company. Yeah. But he was, his guy up to this point was Malik, a dude who had a couple of like Hummers yeah. that would get pulled over by the cops constantly. This was a much better situation. Yeah. And a lot more legitimate because as a legitimate business that he was running a shipping business. Much safer. Yeah. And if... if um, Dwayne Johnson runs a construction and shipping company. All he'd have to do is have El Topo would have to set up an actual business in Mexico that's mm. legitimately buying like some concrete from some company in America. Yeah, some supplies from them. And have them transfer it. Construction. As a secondary business. Why are we thinking of this stuff? It's so, it would have been so <laughs> Sorry, easy. Sorry, we constantly rewrite movies that Why we're watching that we're having... Not a less than a good time with. Yeah, I'm just saying it would have made more sense financially to do it that way. Yeah. Not that I'm big into drug dealing or anything like that. I just, I can think of how this logically would have made more financial sense than <laughs> just getting 80, I mean, $83 million, which is how much money there was apparently, was a lot. That's a big payday to get down to Mexico, but that's only one. Yeah. <laughs> You're sacrificing what would be probably dozens, if not hundreds, before the cops caught on. Yeah. For one. Yeah. That's that's not that smart. So anyway, uh, so Dwayne Johnson, you know, agrees to that. Then he goes to John Bernthal's character and says, "Look, I'm, I'm glad you didn't turn me in, 
But the fact of the matter is, we've got people on all sides that are going to fuck us up. Yeah. But I have a plan to get through it, but only if you help me. And uh, so Dwayne Johnson then gets a really cool shot of him in a gun store, where yeah. he's standing in the middle of a gun store and the camera swings around him. And we see all the guns on the walls. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he'd go full on um, hot fuzz and there'd just be like, just like dozens of guns strapped to him at the end of the movie. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he only gets one shotgun. It's a cool shotgun, though. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, he loads up the 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 Mack truck and uh, then he gets the the time to go, you know, the place and time to go. Drives the one that's wired under a bridge so the satellites can't see him, then yeah. transfers to a different Mack truck that doesn't have anything and drives off. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, John Bernthal's character is parked outside Malik's yeah. and he's like just waiting until some of the guys leave. Uh, Dwayne Johnson goes to the meeting with El Topo's men. They load up his rig yeah. with all their money. Yeah. And then he gets in the front cab and they say, look, I'm going to tell you which, we're going we're gonna to drive down to Mexico, I'm going to tell you which lane to get in. Uh, when we get there, yeah. to which one to go through customs in. After that, El, the guys on the other side of the border, the coyotes out there are going to grab you and they're going to take you where you need to go and then we're going to unload your money, you'll get paid, you come back. Yeah. Uh, we'll be following in the cars the whole way down. Okay. And he gets in, starts driving, and then John Bernthal has a pretty decent action scene where he goes into the house after most of Malik's men have left and takes out, like, three guys and then Malik shoots yeah. Malik in the gut. I, we, I don't know if he died or not. Yeah. We see him at the end of the movie. It implies that he did. Yeah, we see him at the end of the film and he's not moving, but it's not clear if he's just, like, unconscious or actually dead. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Um, uh, John Bernthal fights him. They they take it out, and then Malik has an interesting line with him where he goes, "That's the cruiser I know." Oh, that's the cruiser I know. And he throws him. He wants Al Topo's number. He gives it to him. Yeah. Um, the, John Bernthal then texts that number to Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson immediately calls the DEA, who have been desperately looking for him because they yeah. lost him. Yeah. And he's like, the DEA guy's like, "Do you really think you could do this alone?" He goes, "No, I just need to get a few things in order I'm first. I'm trying to get you to catch him before we go over the yeah, border." Yeah, the fact of the matter is, if we go, we both know if I go down to Mexico, I'm never coming back. So this is how this is going to work. I've got El Topo's phone number. Trace it and trace the number I'm calling you from because I've got their money. Yeah. You come get me. You go get El Topo, and we're good. Yeah. And uh, they track both cell phones. Uh, they go to El Topo's place. His place has been empty. Meanwhile, during this, uh, the lady who was checking in Dwayne Johnson to see his son goes to one of El Topo's men. And, and she turns out to be a mole. Yeah, she tells him that that's actually his son, which means he's a mole, which means they inform El Topo. El Topo informs the cars that are following Dwayne Johnson, literally he's while he's on the phone with the DEA. Yeah. And uh, Dwayne Johnson starts having, again, a fairly cool uh, shootout scenes, uh, shootout with car, car chase, car chase shootout with the cars that are falling. Yeah. And it's not action any, sequence. It's not anywhere near as good as like any of the fight scenes in Faster no. or um, the uh, anything in uh, Fast and Furious after the first one. But <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I was actually paying attention at this point. Um, so uh, they, they track to El Topo's house. He's just left. Literally, he drives by the DEA guy's car, and he see, the DEA guy sees him. He goes, we just he missed basically him. Basically, like, him. turn around yeah. and, fought and catch him. And they, they eventually get the drop on El Topo and his, I'm guessing, best security guards. And they don't fire. They surrender because his son's in the car. Yeah. Uh, they, they know a shootout would get the kid killed, so yeah, they all surrender. Yeah, if the kid wasn't there, I'm pretty sure there would have been a shootout. But he would have gone out in a blaze of glory. It strikes me as what El Topo would have preferred. Either, yeah. either I'll escape or I'll kill all them and escape. Or I go out in a blaze of glory. But his mm -hmm. son was there, and he's like, no, we're not getting my kid killed. We're not going to risk that. No. So um, he actually even, like, like the kid starts crying, and he, like, puts his hand on him to wipe away his tears. It was actually a nice little character moment. Yeah. To show that there, there are some layers to the guy. He's not just evil. Yeah. I mean, he is, but he's not just that. Yeah. 
so then the shootout fight continues uh, with uh, the Mack truck. Uh, the Mack truck, in fact, Tokyo drifts, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they shot out the wheels earlier. Yeah, they were aiming to kill to take out all f- all of the wheels in the Mack truck, and they shut out the back ones. So the back, and then the truck starts going down a hill, so the back starts swinging. Yeah. And I just kept thinking Tokyo drift. <laughs> <laughs> He's you drifting. Know, you know they're going to Tokyo drift with a Mack truck in at least one of these films, the f- future Fast and Furious films. They have to. Probably when they get to space. So we get um, Dwayne Johnson takes out pretty much every car except one last one. Yeah. And then his his cab tips over, like the 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 back of it flips over. Yeah, he crashes. Yeah, he crashes hard. The 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 cab flips over. You know, he's he's like lying on his back, and we get this. Somebody running. You see somebody running towards him, but he's like he's been injured, and the the front windshield is cracked, so he can't really make out who it is. And this took way too long. I know he was yeah. going for tension, but I figured it wasn't El Topo's guy immediately. Yeah. So it just ended up taking forever. Like, it was supposed <sighs> to be like, oh, is it El Topo's dude? Is it going to be him? And, like, if it lasted, like, half as long, it would have been more worked. effective. Yeah, but it's, like, the slow-mo of him, it's like, like he's oh, gr- the guy's running, and then... Uh, the $10 like, million dollar man. Yeah. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson's, like, reaching for his shotgun and trying to load it. And then another, like you said, $10 million man run. Yeah. And then we cut back to Dwayne Johnson, and he's a lot like the gun doesn't is out of bullets, so he's like, he's got to grab another shotgun barrel, like another b- box of shotgun shells and load it in. And the $10 million run, and it's still running. And then <laughs> back to Dwayne Johnson trying to lift the gun up because his shoulder's fucked up. And I'm like, God, it's not, he's not going to, no. Just g- get to the window. Know. Get to the window. If <laughs> it was the guy in the car, he would have walked half that distance and shot at the, tr- at the truck by now. Yeah, shot at the window. There would yeah. be no reason why he'd run all the way up and then the guy runs up and I was expecting it to be the DEA guy but it wasn't because he's arresting El Topo it's I guess the other it was the second command we see him throughout the film but he I think he has one line he's non-existent yeah he has one line in this (laughs) I, I think yeah um so we got uh you know Dwayne Johnson lives they get their son out he gets his son out uh he's released um the the bitchy Republican fucktard prosecutor lady gets a, a huge news because this, one thing we should mention is this is right around when she's being up for re-election, so now she has this incredibly huge win that she can claim like complete claim to. We took out eighty-three million dollars of El Topo's money and we captured El Topo himself. It's a huge blow against you know the, on the war on drugs. When in reality, they could probably make that same amount of money in a matter of the hours. The guy that escaped in the car is probably just going to replace him. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that money will come back around because we don't actually deal with drug addiction. We just criminalize drugs yeah. more and more and more so that people are still buying them. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> so anyway, um, she goes behind the curtain and says to Dwayne Johnson, who's just there, yeah. uh, you know, I'm really grateful for what you did. I really wish other people could know it. And he's like, it's okay. And I'm like, why the hell did he come all the way? He's in a cast. Like, he's in, like... He's on- got crutches and shit. I'm so like, why shouldn't he-, he be in the hospital still? Yeah. Why did he come all the way there if she can't even, like, publicly thank him? Yeah. Why is he sitting behind the curtain? I would have just said, fuck her. Uh, release my son, bitch. I don't give a shit about anything else. Um, so uh, th- then they go to um, uh, the the. Apparently, he's going to have to go into witness protection. Yeah. Uh, him and his family, and then we see, like I said, the son was released, and I'm guessing all both families now have to go into witness protection. Then yeah. John Bernthal's character shows up at the DEA office. He's going to file a report, uh, and they say, "Well, first I got something for you," and, and first. John Berthold's like weirded out, like what is this? And he goes, "No, it's it's for you. It's a hundred grand. It's, what, for, it's a reward for catching the guy for helping to catch El Topo." And he goes, "That should be Matthews, John Matthews' money." He goes, "Yeah, well, he said he had to lay you off." <laughs> so John Matthews apparently could have taken a hundred grand, but instead gave it to he said, yeah. "Give it to give it to Daniel. He backed me he on this. It. He <laughs> needs it. And he backed me on this." Yeah. And apparently Daniel is turning down witness protection. He just wants, I'm guessing, his record expunged. Yeah, and they're uh, going to disappear. Basically. They're going to disappear with themselves with the hundred grand they just got. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, right? That's more or less where the movie ends. Yeah, like they imply that he might help him again. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I actually was wondering if he was going to recruit him. That's what I was thinking. Because the DEA guy. One thing we should mention is that the DEA guy, the guy from Battlefield Earth, uh, Bill, uh, his last name's Pepper. Yeah. 
uh, the actor's last name is Pepper. He is like he's got like this weird like f- like beard. Yeah, and he's covered, I can't tell if it's real or not. And he's covered in tattoos. And I, I think it's because, like they say in the documentary, the making of that he, like they really went into his backstory when they pitched it to, to Pepper, to yeah. the, Mr. Pepper, the actor, um, because, like he's got he was undercover with like the Hell's Angels for like three years and he got addicted to like meth yeah. and he got covered in tattoos and now he's in that sp- headspace where he doesn't quite know where what what what's good and what's right and what's wrong he just enjoys the hunt yeah and I was honestly expecting given that. John Bernthal has proven he's just as good with a gun and that he more or less can't get away from the game. Yeah. That they were going to recruit him as an undercover operative and like train him to be a DEA officer too. I thought that would be kind of neat, but yeah. they didn't do it. No. Uh, we watched the extra features. There wasn't a music video. There was... <laughs> that would be so inappropriate for this movie. Uh, there was a trailer, which we watched before the movie, and it got me excited for the film, but 90% of the stuff in it was from the f- last 10 minutes. Yeah, most <laughs> of it was this exciting stuff that happened... Right at the end. Right at the end. There's a few things from the beginning, but most of it's the end of the movie, because yeah. that's when the movie picked up. <laughs> yeah, and then um, there was the, an hour, 49 minute long making of documentary that was split into casting... Um, I'm surprised set, I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, casting, set design, and uh, the last was actually talking about st- uh, mandatory minimums and everybody's opinion on them, and yeah. pretty much everybody who made the movie has the opinion that they suck. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson tried to be a little bit more middle ground about it. Yeah. But I think that's mainly because Dwayne Johnson was really trying hard to sell himself as a non-confrontational person that you could just enjoy in films at this time. Yeah. Uh, so he, but everybody, like Susan Sarandon was like, She all, just fucking went all out. She went off. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, they're racist, they're ineffectual, they're expensive, they're pointless, they're, they're harmful to children, yeah. and they should be stopped. And I'm like, <laughs> damn girl. <laughs> And then uh, the, dire- the director mentions, and we forgot to mention over the clo- just before the closing credits, they mentioned this that the average length of prison for a non-violent first offense of someone suffering from mandatory minimums, mandatory minimums, yeah. is less than the average for rape, child, child molestation, and manslaughter, manslaughter and aggravated assault. I think was the yeah. fourth one. Which are all much more violent and horrible things Where than people being actively caught, get hurt. Than being caught trying to sell you and your buddies some ecstasy to try it out for the first Fucking time. Weed. <laughs> yeah, we literally they brought up pot in this, and I'm like, wow, that ten years a lot has changed. <laughs> <laughs> It still gives. I mean, it's still places where it's illegal, but it's yeah. becoming much more legal as it goes on. Yeah. Especially now that companies know they can make money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Fucking. But anyway, uh, so that was the movie and the extras. There were some deleted scenes. None of them really stood out to us. No, they were pretty. I I can like the first two. The first one was basically a sex scene that just showed the at the beginning of the movie. Jason mentions that he and his girlfriend want to try ecstasy. That's why they were getting it. That he was willing to receive the package. And um, we actually get to see her. It's her only scene where she and him are basically having like soft focus sex for a bit yeah and then she leaves with him out their window and he walks her to like back to her car yeah and it's a sweet enough scene when they're talking uh that they they clearly have a relationship but she never shows up again she's not even at that scene where he gets out of prison no so it's weird it's (laughs) it's absolutely not necessary and then there's a second scene where after Dwayne Johnson gets I don't know if it's after he gets beat up or after he meets Malik it must be after he met Malik yeah uh his wife comes in and is like like t- kissing his wounds and like she because she thinks it happened at his job site she doesn't know he's been working undercover yet and yeah. he um, he kisses her by the way we skipped over the conversation I mentioned we bring up which is after Malik shows up at his house when he gets back after the meeting with El Topo he ha- Dwayne Johnson has a very heartfelt conversation with his wife who's currently driving to her sisters yeah and he says you can't go to your sisters you basically have to go to a hotel because yeah. you might put her in danger. And she like, breaks down crying and says that she loves him, but it's implied that it, this is going to be a big hurdle for their relationship in yeah, the future. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit before we, they recover from this. And Dwayne Johnson starts crying, too. It was, it was a good scene, but I want to make sure I mentioned it, because they even brought it up in the, the documentary part. They were very proud of that scene. Yeah. Um, 
then the but the second one is about her, and then the third one is about the bigger picture conversation. No, the third one's about the between John Bernthal and Dwayne Johnson in their car when they're driving down. This is the only scene that I wish they like. I I well, I'm kind. I don't mind them cutting it because we get enough characterization for Daniel without it. Without it, because you can a lot of the stuff he says, you can you can infer it based on his acting, but. It would have been fine to keep it in. It, it basically is him laying out why he decided to straighten his life out, which is that he loves his wife and son. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is the bigger picture extended scene we talked about, which you didn't really need. No. Most, uh, the, like, literally all the scenes that were deleted were not necessary. The only thing you get from it that you wouldn't get normally is that apparently there was an informant who worked for the DEA guy, and yeah. he got killed, and the DEA guy is still dealing with it. Yeah. But it never comes up again in the story, so you don't really need it. And I frankly don't think the DEA guy should need someone dying to make to, him care about whether or not yeah, this guy is going to die. Like, literally anybody can care more than this this one bitch. <laughs> So that's it. Um, not his best work, not his worst. We've yeah. seen worse films. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson was actually pretty good at yeah, this. Yeah, well, I mean, the movie yeah. itself. So, but not, yeah, his the be- not the best movie he's been in, but not the worst either. We've no, seen worse films. It's kind of middle ground, and I feel like after today, I'll probably kind of forget about it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard enough time remembering it as I, it I is. Barely, the we only just reason, watched it. The only reason why I remember any of that stuff is because Eric is listing it off because he takes notes, and I'm, I'm that asshole that doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up is G.I. Joe Retaliation. I had a theory. There are there are three movies of Dwayne Johnson's that come out this year. That yeah. came out in 2013. Uh, Snitch, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Empire State. The only other things that he was in of any note was WrestleMania yeah. 28, which we covered, and then WrestleMania 29 after that, which means I re- oh, I'm sorry, five movies this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Pain and Gain, and then he was in Fast and Furious 6, all of which came out in 2013. Now, I'm willing to bet dollars to dimes that between WrestleMania, that he filmed most of these movies, because a lot of them had a lot of post-production, or at least most of the fil- his parts in them, before WrestleMania 28, when he started going back to wrestling. Yeah. And then uh, when, between WrestleMania 29 and 30, he probably didn't film much of anything. Maybe pickups for Fast 6, but, yeah. or Fast and Furious 6. That'd be about it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 30 is when he backed out. And we get back to him doing a f- handful of movies here and there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So we've got G.I. Joe Retaliation next. Uh, I've seen it, as well as the first movie. Megan hasn't seen either of the J.I. Joe films. No. And neither of us have watched the new movie. I don't think it's out yet. The prequel about Snake Eyes. But it just got announced. Yeah, I think it just got announced. It's not out. Okay, well, neither of us have seen it and probably won't when it comes out. No. Uh, On that note, we're going to call it for tonight. This is Eric. And this is Megan. You have a good week. And get a vaccine if you haven't gotten one yet. Please.